I have not had the privilege of listening to Harold's message, the two of them. Um, but I'm hoping that I will not repeat it. I'm trying to be a bit practical with it. I hope he was practical. I don't know whether he hits more on the theology or more scriptural base angle. So I'll try to be practical. And this, is, this was a message when I was in all that short, running it. I preached, I think, for about six or seven weeks. And I will recommend not to hide. I'm just talking from this book. It says, uh, 12 ways to be a blessing to your church. I think he spoke from Haggai. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So this one says, 12 ways to be a blessing to your church. And I'm talking from this book. So it's not something new or special. Amen. And I pray that we will all adhere. Shall we pray? Let's be on our feet. I want us to pray before I talk again. Let's be on our feet, please, if you can. We are still fasting, isn't it? We don't want to lose God. Hopefully you do not eat this morning. If you ate, that's okay. You want to cry to the Lord that the hand of God will move in your life. Could you, if you can put um, Joshua chapter 10 for me, please. I want to show us something. From verse 1. Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had captured and completely destroyed Ai and killed its king just as he had destroyed the town of Joshua. Verse 2. Jericho and killed its king. He had learned that the Gibeonites had made peace with Israel and were now their allies. He and his people became very afraid when they heard this. Verse 3. So this king, Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem, sent information to several other kings. Hoham, Piram, Jamoth, Japhiah, Deba. They said, come and let us destroy these people. Basically, when you look at the names, or the meaning of these names, they have a certain meaning. The enemy is very well organized, and he comes. My wife was reminded when Pastor John again came to other short, and he preached a certain message, and he coded it C-O-D-D, code, that the devil is very committed, well organized, determined, and disciplined. C-O-D-D, committed, when he's focused, going to do something. Extremely organized, determined, and very well disciplined. That's why you have the demons come and go. As long as, when I was in Yami, we had uh, a phrase, you only rest when you die. It means there's no rest as long as you're on this earth. I'm talking proverbially. The enemy will always want to make your life difficult. So the enemy has organized. And whatever you think you want to believe God for, he is saying, he will not allow it to come to pass. He will block it. He can't change your destiny, but he will frustrate you. You understand that? He will block it, make you make silly decisions through your frustration and anger. So you want to pray, one of our prayer topics, that God, let your mighty hand work on my behalf. Let your mighty hand work on my behalf. Any obstacle, close your eyes. Any hindrance against your wife, your husband, your children, our youth, young ones, 
against your career, against you getting married, giving birth, God, let your hand, open your mouth and pray. Just two, three minutes. God, let your hand, it's too loud. Let your hand move mightily on my behalf. Let your hand move mightily on my behalf. Let your hand move mightily on our behalf. Let your hand move mightily on our behalf, oh God. Every organization, every agenda, every program of the enemy against my glory, my destiny, against stepping into that which you've ordained. Father, let your hand act valiantly. Shatter the enemy, oh God. Shatter the enemy, oh God. Let your hand make a way where there seems to be no way. Let your hand bring that grace, that breakthrough. Bring that wife, that husband. Let your hand bring that career that I am expecting, believing you for. Let your hand bring, oh God, that which I have placed before you two years, three years. Oh God, this year, let your hand, let your hand, let your hand, let your hand, let your hand move. Oh God, let your hand move. Let your hand move. Let your hand move. Every orchestration, every programs of the enemy, every demonic host that are coming against my home, I say you will not come against. The hand of the Lord is against you. The hand of the Lord is against you. Lebro Kataya. The hand of the Lord is against you. Every devil coming against my child. The hand of the Lord is against you. The hand of the Lord is against you. Against their health. Against their mind. Against their soul. The hand of the Lord is against you. The hand of the Lord is against you. Against my marriage. Against my finances. Against my soul. The hand of the Lord is against you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. Amen. When you have time, it's homework for you. Check the meaning of the names that I mentioned in, or we saw in Joshua 10. The Adonai Zedek means self-righteousness. It's a demon. Something makes you feel you are better than others. That can take you off the path. The one of them, the name means light. The Bible says the enemy comes as an angel of what? Light. God must open your eyes to be able to see what is light and what is proper light of God. Amen. So I want to continue. Like I said, I'm talking from this book. Father, I thank you. We pray that may your word be a blessing to us in Jesus' name. We are basically saying that how can we be a blessing not to leave the house? So I'm talking in context as a church, not so much outside. When I think there is a need, I will say it. But I'm talking, whatever I say, please try and put it in context in your mind that we are talking within the church as we, the body of Christ. Let's read Proverbs chapter 16. Could you the Amplified with this? Most of the scriptures amplified for me. Proverbs chapter 6, 16 to 19. These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination to him. Six things God hates. A proud look, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself or herself and underestimate others. A lying tongue, you lie. It's a habit. Hands that shed innocent blood. We are talking of ways to be a blessing to your church. You can even apply it to your home, to your family. A heart that manufactures wicked thoughts. Think of it carefully. A heart 
that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans, feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness. You know, people gossip. Come to you and say something, you go and say something else behind your back. Who breathe out lies, even under oath. Who go to court, I swear by God. Somebody say, before God and before man. Ma'am, I didn't take the meat. Who have stolen meat in your mother's um, pot before, or soup, when you were growing up. Hmm. And he who sowed this cord amongst brethren. Did you hear what Elizabeth said? Did you hear what Harold said? Then I was, what did he say? Sowing this cord among brethren. Just to say this before I go on, a story is told of uh, a church that was having baptism, yeah? And the church, it's not funny, it's funny. <laughs> let me laugh. The church was having renovation. So the men's room and the ladies' room were not available. You know, when you go into the water baptism, you need to go and change, yeah? Look at Harold's face. <laughs> so whilst the baptism was taking place, there was one lady, she was told, listen, all that will happen, the ministers will hold you, gently put you into the water, bring you out. But when the time came, she stepped in, she was afraid, seriously afraid. So they prayed, said whatever they have to say, they wanted to put her into the water. Then she gripped hold of the minister, she's not going. <laughs> So in the process, they kind of were putting her slightly where she was going. And behind was a curtain, you know, a makeup curtain. And behind that was the where someone had just come out of the water, a male, and was undressing and to put. So, you know, struggling. Then she pulled it. So imagine this is the congregation, and he was there. So he didn't know what happened, so he turned. So what do you think he did? Common sense. There's nothing to do. The woman is struggling. He dived into the water. <laughs> I'm saying this to say that sometimes we all have fears in us. And also behind the scenes, we have things going on. It takes somebody to pull the curtain for it to be seen. That's why we read those areas, because you might say, you might say it's not you. The day somebody will touch the bottom that will bring it out, you will turn and be like, oh, I didn't know I was naked. As a church, my question is, I'm trying to preach as early as I preach in order short. Why are we here? Do you believe you are a special person? Do you believe that? Why do you believe that? We are interacting. Why do you believe you are special? Say I'm a child of God. Uh-huh. More? Anybody? Karim, why do you believe you are special? The word says it. You know the scripture says that we are chosen a royal. And Genesis says that God created us in his own image. That alone not based on anything else. So if God created us in his image, his likeness, and he said what? Be fruitful. It means all of us here are fruitful. Everybody is fruitful based on the fact if you are special because God said it and he created you and I in his image. 
and he put us on this earth. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. So in this church, if you are here, I'm suggesting to us that we, God says that we have to be fruitful and we need to multiply. So the question is, you're being here, are you being fruitful and are you multiplying? Again, in the context of the church, or you come and warm up the seat and go home. Hallelujah. If you are special, you are God's image. Or the areas we read in Proverbs chapter 6, that is what you are doing. The sixth thing God hates. 17. A proud look. I'm taking my time because I can't finish this. It took me about seven weeks, eight weeks to finish. I was taking one at a time or two, I think. Because it stays in the mind. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. If you apply for a job, the person who advertised the job sees your CV, they like it, then they will email you or however they will contact you. You've been shortlisted, isn't it? Mm. For an interview. You prepare, you go for the interview. And if you are successful, they will call you and tell you. And every job has an expectation of every employee. Is that not correct? It's the same way in the house of God. Again, please remember, in context, there is expectation of you. Not us, not Harold, not Pastor John. God. Why? Because you are special. Like a body, your hand, left hand is special, isn't it? Your right hand is special, your feet, your eyes. Every part has got an important part to play. Every part. That's why if you read the Bible, it says that the parts that we don't expose, they are so critical to us, we try to protect it. The part, let your imagination work, that we don't want to expose. But the outward, so you see Kwabna, like, practically, Kwabna stands always here and preach, Pastor John stands here. But behind the scenes, the ones we don't see, that's what I mean, they are special also. It doesn't mean when I stand here and preach, I'm special than Liji or the ashes, or somebody who might even be praying for the church that you don't see. Amen. We are all special. I'm, I hope I'm building on what Harold said. We are all special, created in his image. I will show you a scripture, and you appreciate God said he has put us where we have to be by his own choice. Whether it's for a period or for the rest of your life, it is by his choice. The way God puts your right hand here, your left hand here, your feet, the same way God has placed Harold down when Pastor John is not there, he myself supposed to. It can be seasonal. You understand? God, you might think, oh, it's Pastor John. But it's how, how will God work if he doesn't work through you? How will God work if he doesn't work through you? If you ask God for money, would the money drop from the skies? He will use a human being. That's what I'm, like, I'm trying to let us see. Amen. So all of us, 
and you might not like what you are doing. And the pastor himself knows. I'll come to that at some point. But God has placed you through the pastor there for a reason. Harold might know that your skills is not where you are supposed to be. But he might have a reason at a particular time in his life that this person, I feel God wants me to put you here. So be there. But you are a bit agitated. Harold, I've got the skills. I've got this. I want to move. He says, I want you to be here. God has a reason. You are special. So don't go and complain. Tell lies. Bring confusion. Amen. If God says he hates those six things we read, it means you've got to hate that also. So why are we here? I'm going to give practical points. How you can be a blessing to your church. You know the saying that says, I think um, people normally quote an American um, president, former American president. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. It's in the Bible, you know. Not word for word, but it's in the Bible. So he did not necessarily quote it. Would you let's read Acts chapter 20, 35, amplified. If I'm able to communicate two points, I think that would be okay. Acts 20, 35. In everything I have appointed out, I have pointed out to you by example that by working diligently in this manner, we ought to assist the weak, being mindful of the words of the Lord. What can you do to help a weak person in the church or a weakness in this church? What can you? Do you see a problem and you complain? You know, it's easy to find out problems. Very, very easy. You can pick up problems. But the question is, what ways are you looking at to be a blessing to your church? Are you helping to keep the unity of the church life center? Or you are rather bringing this unity by your actions, your attitude? Pastor John cannot do it alone. Sam cannot do it alone. Chichi cannot do it alone. Kojo Liji cannot do it alone. What ways can you locate and say that I want to be a blessing to my church? The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, the believers were so committed to each other, there was no lack. When you read Acts chapter 4, from 32 to 35, they were so together, none of them was in lack or needed anything. The Western society or culture, even Africa, I'm told, is becoming like that. Life has made us so self inward looking me myself and I my family that's it and something that we need to fight not necessarily that it's a bad thing but we have to fight because it's not the culture in the bible amen so ask what can you do to God's house 
this church, nor what can the church do for you. Amen. Is that a good point? What can I do? Not pointing out problems every day, but what can you do a little to help? Or you come and warm the seats and go home. If you agree on the premises, you are unique, you are special, then there's something special about you. Are you using that special thing to be a blessing to somebody in this church? Two, what practical ways can you be a blessing to your church? Pray daily for your leader. Pray daily for your leader. Pray daily for your leader. God, give Pastor John the right messages every time he opens his mouth. Behind the pulpit, counseling, talking on the phone to somebody, whatever platform he's on, meetings, God, give Pastor John the right messages. If you don't like something Pastor John is doing or the way he's running the church, Pray to God to help you to be a blessing to the church and not complain. Don't pick the phone and begin to complain. The thing God hates, bringing discord, lying, manufacturing wicked thoughts in your heart with plans. Pastor John, or leaders are human and they make mistakes. Pray that God practically will make them bold. I'm giving you and myself areas we can be praying. Let's treat our pastor with respect. I'm not saying we don't. It's to remind us. If you think carefully as I'm preaching, you will see that if the church will grow, it is when we are so much united. When some people even don't pray much and they are very extremely, husband and wife or friends, extremely united, you don't need to pray much. And the devil cannot break the chain or enter. The little thing they do, it multiplies. If husband and wife agrees, or we the church, we are one. The little we do, in, you don't need to pray much. Trust me, it will just work easily. Sometimes we pray a lot because sometimes there's no unity. It's to encourage us, please. We shouldn't feel bad, yeah? Mm. Treat your pastor with respect. Don't gossip. The scriptures, if, you, if you're interested, you buy the book. This will show that you are interested. Somebody says, I'll go and take my money and look for this book and I'll buy it and I'll read it over and over so that I can implement what is in there. Amen. And pray that God's will over Pastor John's life will be established, not Pastor John's will. So when you see something you don't like, oh God, you're not complaining. Let your will, it's a blessing to the church. Let your will for Pastor John be established. The Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh God, I pray. Your will for Pastor John as it is in heaven. Let it be so here in this church. And you are praying it. And you are praying daily. If you pray daily, don't you think the church we take on a different shape or growth, whether numerically or spiritually. Pray for insight and revelation 
These are ways you can be a blessing to your church. And be a blessing. Pray that God will bless your pastor. God will give him divine appointment. There are scriptures for all this, but I don't want to bore us. So I'm mentioning the bullet point. Ask for supernatural strength and the Holy Spirit to guide him. Ask for protection for his life and his family. Number three, bless your pastor. You see the way we've been a blessing to Pastor John's wife. Indirectly, we are blessing the pastor. Amen. So we are putting it into practice. The person who had that idea, God bless them. Amen. You don't need to wait. Remember, um, maybe a few years ago, we used to make some collections and it was stopped intentionally. Nobody would even think that, oh, why have we stopped this to bless Pastor John? Because sometimes, if we are outward looking within the church, asking from outside of yourself, God will bless you. You understand that? But I don't want to say God will bless you because sometimes we are so much into, if I do this, then God will bless me. You do it anyway, even if God will not bless you. Because most pastors are always forced to always say, when you do this, God will bless you to make the people happy. Be a blessing to the pastor. Some people will say, I will cook for the pastor. Some people say, I will do. Sometimes not money, a card, a note. Pastor John, you're preaching over the years. There's a man of God. He has been receiving a lot of blessing. And one day, I think a boy, young guy, wrote how blessed his life has been listening to his message. When you go to the pastor's office, apparently, for years, he's put it in a, is it, a frame. And he sees that to be the most powerful blessing to him. Pretty much, you sit down. Don't type it. Use your pen, your hand. Pastor John, what a blessing you've been to me. And don't use any, in Ghana, we say, fianga, fianga, paper. A nice paper. A good paper. Pastor John, Harold, thank you for your faithfulness. Nicola, thank you for everything you've done. I'm so grateful. Do you think when that person sees that and you date it, it's like a picture. They will file it. One day they're going to that and see Wow. When they see it, it encourages them years after. And they are going through hell. And they remember you. And you're not in their life anymore. But that thing will do something to them. Pick up the phone. Pastor John, how are you? I just got to say, Pastor John, thank you for everything. Bye-bye, Pastor John. It's funny, but it will do something to him. Don't you think so? When he's preaching, he feels, I want to preach more. Remember, they are flesh and blood. You've got to understand that. They are flesh and they are blood. So, practically, this book says this. Mm -hmm. Bless your pastor on special occasions to... I'm using the book to... Things like the pastor's birthday. My pastor's pal's birthday is... It's as if you, you, for your own record, you write it down. My pastor's anniversary is 
their church's anniversary is. My pastor's favorite restaurant is. My pastor's favorite hobby or pastime is. My pastor's favorite way to relax is. He likes the sauna. Pastor John, I've booked you a sauna tomorrow. Go and, go and just do 30 minutes. 15 pounds I've paid. Little things, you know. The same way you can do for another person. Chichi, I don't know. Tell the Sunday school people. Indirectly, I'm, t- I'm telling them to do it for you. Amen. Harold like gadgets. Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So it's live group. When you do that, you, you wait and see how the leader will begin to respond to the group. When he's even tired, he will go extra, extra, extra mile. I kid you not. He's human. We are to encourage each other. My pastor's favorite treat is, my pastor's pal's favorite hobby or pastime is, my pastor's pal's favorite way to relax is, the opposite. I preach is not that show, and it changed them. It changed us. I showed them how to be a blessing to the men of God who come and preach and go. Think about them. That at the end of the year, I want to be a blessing to them. Let's come together, put money, give it to A, B, C, D. This one, 300, you 250, you 100. It doesn't matter. You've blessed them. Ideas for blessing your pastor on special occasions. Buy a gift. I think Americans, they call it a certificate. Ours is voucher. I think so. Because they've got a lot of buy a gift certificate. I don't know why is that. Send a note saying how much you will pray for them. Pastor John, the next three days, I'm fast. Don't make it too big. You can't. Another point is carry through your commitment. I'll come to that. Maybe next week. God willing. So I don't want to rush it. Two days, Pastor John, I'm going to fast for you. And you do it excellently. Or I'm going to pray for you. Harold, the next one week, I am praying for you. What do you want me exactly to add to the prayer topics of pray this? So Harold knows you are praying for him. It's a practical way, isn't it? Bless them with money. There's nothing wrong with that. Bless them with money. Buy a mall voucher. I don't know. You say gift certificate. I don't know why. Offer to clean their house or babysit for smaller churches. It's ideas. I'm not saying Papa John doesn't need babysitting. <laughs> it's ideas. Maybe, I don't know, Chichi, you don't need babysitting, do you? Yours are old also. Yeah. Oh, Karim did it some time ago. Your garden, I'll come and mow it for you. It's just an idea to open us. The next point, what number is that? Four. Get involved in the helps ministry. Get involved. First Corinthians 12, 28. Could you amplify it? First Corinthians 12, 28. So God has appointed some in the church for his own use, apostles, Blah, 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 preachers. Uh-huh. Da, da, da. 
You see the helpers? Can you see? Then those who have ability to heal the sick, helpers, administrators. Get involved in the ministry of helps. Helps in the Greek or the, he basically means giving practical aid or support. Giving practical aid or support. How can you practically give aid to the church, the body here? When I say the church, the body here, one to another. Be open, this is where I was saying earlier, be open to help anywhere, everywhere. Lead prayer. Hey, I can't tell. You lead. We want you to clean the toilet for the next six months. Ah, I know how to do this. And the pastor, this person is telling me to be cleaning the toilet. We are finding ways to be a blessing to our church. Be part of the solution and not the problem. Proverbs 28, 20. Kojo. Proverbs 28, 20. The same amplified. A faithful man shall abound with blessing. Basically, if you are faithful, God, not a skilled person, not an experienced person, the church doesn't need you and I, your experience necessarily, or your skills necessarily. The church or God wants faithfulness. Say faithfulness. Somebody who is dependable, loyal, we can count on you. Skills can be built with time. Are you dependable? That is the key. If it was skill and ability, some of us, we we wouldn't even know what to do, isn't it? Oh, I'm not qualified. I'm not this. That mind should change. What God is looking for, what did God say? That good and faithful, not skilled, not experienced, faithfulness. Faithfulness. Go here. Oh, I don't want it. I want to go here. The pastor says go here, or the leader says go here. They have a reason for that. But you think you know better. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. Get involved in the health ministry. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south come promotion and lifting up. But God is the judge. God is the judge. So wherever you are placed, stay there faithfully. And if God wants to move you to another department, another area, he will do it. All that is required of you and I is to be faithful. The ministry of helps. Have you seen a problem? Do you think you have an idea you can carry through? If 
you tell the pastor an idea and he doesn't like it, don't get offended. He might tell you, this is not what God has called me to do. But if you feel urged to push, and I think Pastor John encourages that, go ahead and do it and he will support you. The last thing, and most ministry, what happens is that when people go to the pastor, oh, I feel this, I feel this, and the pastor gets involved, three months along the line, it's like energy. It decreases. Then the thing ends up on the pastor's shoulder. And because he didn't see the, what you saw, they can't carry it through. So you see that the idea would die. Then complaints come, oh, this chair, we do this and this, this, this. If you go and the pastor says no, don't get offended. Do what he says he thinks you should do. Amen. Ministry of Helps is basically practically giving support or aid to help the pastor to do the job God has called him to do very well and excellently. So if you see a department, they are struggling. You don't need scale. Once you are faithful, Liji, Ryan, I want to be part of the sound, or AV, Kojo, or Kirian. Oh, that is good. You are available, and you are ready to learn. That is the key. That is the key. Faithfulness. And church, I, I guarantee you, church is a place you will learn so much. Things you have not been taught. You begin to research, make calls. By the time you finish, the skills you even acquire, you'll be shocked. You have no idea. Things I have no clue. Accounting. He asks you, I have to learn a little bit from uh, Karim to use software. By the time you finish, you are building things that one day it will make sense to you when the door opens. So wherever you have place, just be faithful. Don't say, oh, I don't want to help with the catering. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Be faithful. Amen. Please, let's apply this practically to our lives. We are all special. We are unique. Oh, Joy, I want to help with administrator's work. What can I do? The person will show you. Don't complain. Don't find problems. Find, if you find the problems, try and solve it. I think Pastor John has a phrase. See it. Own it. Solve it. And do it. Yeah, I will end with this. Let's hold our pastors or leaders' arms. You know when Moses went to Exodus chapter 17, 12 and 13, Exodus 17, 12 and 13, was it Aaron and her hold up the arms of Moses? But Moses' hands were heavy and grew weary. Pastor John's arms can grow weary. I think there was a day we had a half night. And people saw some, uh, some uh, display, isn't it? So the other man took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and her held up his hands. Let's hold up the hands of our leaders. They get, they get tired. They will grow weary. And when a person grows tired and weary, it opens the door for the enemy. I tell you the truth especially the leader. The same thing you can have. All them, so you can apply to your marriage or your relationship, people you are very close to. Let's see some other practical ways.
you ask yourself, do I qualify? Look at Acts chapter 6, 2 to 4. Acts 6, 2 to 4. the 12 conveying the multitude of the disciples and said it's not seemingly or desirable or right that we should give up or neglect the word to attend to serving of mm-hmm. go on therefore select from among yourself seven people listen look at it carefully men of good and attested character no skill no ability is the faithfulness if you are breaking down, if we are breaking it down, good and attested character, repute of full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Look at First Timothy. Chapter three. Ten to thirteen. First Timothy three ten to thirteen. For those who perform well as deacons, can be leaders, elders, acquire a good standing for themselves, and also gain much confidence and freedom and boldness in the faith, which is found on and centers on Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Although I hope to come to you before long, I'm writing these instructions so that if I'm detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. And when you read that whole chapter of First Timothy 3, he talks a lot about qualification. So when you go to your pastor and he's not, let me mention something to you, he's not allowing you to do, be in that department, there's a reason. In First Timothy chapter 3, one of the things your pastor is looking for you have to prove yourself faithful first. You need to prove. So one time when you are given a position and you are staying there for a long time, you can be good. It depends. Or you desire to move to a different area, but you are still there. It may be, maybe, that you've not proven yourself faithful. One point says that you have to be a husband of one wife. It doesn't mean if you're single, you can't. Basically, it's saying that you must have a good reputation. You have to be above reproach. So things I can do in my life to become more excellent in the ministry of helps. I'll be on time. I will not be late. (laughs) <laughs> which is <you're> laughing. <laughs> I will be on time. I will not be late. Faithfulness, dependability. The same way you go to work on time. I think all I'm saying, Pastor John has said it over and over, isn't it? Do you take God for granted? If God has got, you've got God's image. I will do the best job I can and strive for excellence. I will listen carefully too. I like this one. Because we have problems with this. I will listen carefully too and carry out instructions. I will listen carefully too 
and carry out instructions. One of the points when we get there, it says that you agree with somebody, not necessarily that you agree with their point or to obey. It's when especially you disagree and decide that I what agree with what you are saying in the sense that I will do what you are asking me to do from a genuine heart. Because it's not everything you agree with your leader. Is it not true with marriage? But because you are the leader, you are the head, I will submit in a good and a faithful heart, not grudging in your heart. Amen. So today, I will leave us with this two or three points. I think I'm talking next to God willing. So we've said that today, ask not what your church can do for you, but what can I do for my church? Unity and working together is key. Your leader cannot do it alone. Pray daily for your pastor or your leaders that God will make them bold. God will protect them. You won't gossip about them. Pray for insight and revelation. Pray for help in preaching the word. Pray for God's blessing over their lives. Ask for divine appointment for them. Their needs to be met. Protection. Gift of the Holy Spirit to flow through them. Bless your pastor on special occasions. And lastly, get involved in the helps ministry. Amen. Have you been blessed? I hope so. Myself included. Amen. These are just the beginning. As you, if you're interested, buy the book and read it. Because a lot of times you agree, disagree. You see, the, the foundation of all that we are saying from Haggai Anything that you would do that would bring division, it's not God. Because if you are to move forward, you've got to do what your leader is saying. Irrespective of you think you have a, some idea or vision. One head, one vision, not two. Your vision must submit to the head of the house. It's simple as that. You've got to get over some democratic... You know, you know, in the kingdom of God, it's not democracy. I'm not talking about authoritarian. I'm trying to say something. In the spirit of humility, you submit and you lead, the person leads you. Don't gossip. Don't pick up the phone. Ah, this message could not preach. <laughs> you see, nobody sees it, but you have no idea the spiritual implication. It's worse you've released into the atmosphere and it creates... Sometimes when we are praying, it can block just because of you. I was away. That's why you've not seen me. And what dealt with me, I was, because I read books. I take books with me when I'm at work. And one, I wanted something felt to read on sin. Sin. Achan. One person's sin. A city called AI. That needed, let's say, example, 10 people to destroy they ended up being beaten because of sin. And nobody knew the sin. And the interesting thing is that when Joshua came and said, God says there is sin in the camp. And the way God has said we are going to do it is that we will bring tribe in Africa. I don't know here. We have tribes. We did a tribe. We have clans. We need clans. We have families. And it goes down. Family names. 
Achan had, I don't know how long it took. Because imagine if Israel is about 12 tribes, isn't it? Yeah. He brings all of them. And the guy, he knew that it is sin that made them to be beaten. He takes the tribe that goes, say, takes them out of the 12 tribes. He's still there. Not, he hasn't come out. Oh, I own up. I'm sorry. I've committed sin. He picks tribe. The guy is still quiet. I'm letting you see. The book said, when you are sinning, you have no idea. Your conscience, I don't know how, but it's true. Try to make sense of your sin. Because I nearly went to steal. When I say steal, you know something at work, something is lying down, it's like nobody cares. You will just want if you take it, it won't cost the company. Because the job we do, we sometimes you see expensive. What's that brand? Is it Bubble? Um, they do jackets, very expensive jacket. Yeah. You see, they can trade away. You see a lot of things, new, fresh. You know, they use fresh things. You know that they buy it fresh, and they trade it away. It's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. No, I'm showing you practically. I took it, put it in my car. Now it's in my, in my room. It's wrong. You think nobody's seeing it? It's God. And we are fasting, you know. Please. I took it back. I said, God, thank you. I've won the victory. But it will come again. Because the devil knows what you like. He knows when I see maybe somebody is naked, he didn't do anything to me. When it, because everybody has got the Achilles heel. So you bring it again, Nicola. Maybe something different. Nobody sees, and nobody sees how this one, this job, it's easy. Oh, look at the jacket. I said, hey, this one, I have it. Anyway, I'm saying all this to say that the gossiping, whatever it is, it has implications. You have no idea. Not just for your family, for the church. It hinders us. That's why I say if we are united, we are doing the right thing. We pray little, it flows easily. Shall we be on our feet?